All right, podcast number two in the works. Daddy daycare, stay-at-home dad, five days a week, uh, weekends as well with my wife, no breaks, no, no nannies, no daycare, no babysitters, no preschool. It's all us, my wife and I. Now, I want to do a disclaimer because I think it's important. That because my wife and I have chosen this lifestyle, that does not make us better than any parents that choose to or have to use daycare or preschool or babysitters or any and all of the above. That does not make a parent better. We do what we have to do as parents to keep our kids safe and happy and We live in a world where most of the time you have to have two incomes or um, the schedules just do not work out just because of life and life is messy and you do what you got to do. And just no disrespect to any parents out there um, who are doing right by their kids um, and are doing their best. Uh, Parenting is not a perfect science. We are all flawed human beings and but we're doing the best we can. And we're learning. And that's another thing was like we're all continuously learning and getting experience and becoming better parents in the process. And that's what it's all about. Okay, so today I want to I'm just had a long another long day. Let me just okay, let me just go through my day first. So today was just like any other day. I wake up, I changed my sleep schedule a little bit. Um so I'm trying to go to bed around midnight and then wake up at six a.m. So six hours of sleep, and I, I think it's a good thing because once I put the kids down to, for bed, it like it gives me an opportunity to just decompress, and I need a little bit longer than an hour before my bedtime. So my next goal with that is getting back my workout routine in this time, and I feel like I'm just—it's already eleven o'clock, and I'm tired, and I'm—I feel like I'm making excuses already. And, but it's just not acceptable. I'm gonna, my, my workout is priority. And, uh, you know, being a parent of babies is exhausting. Everybody knows that, right? Is that's okay. All right. But it is what it is. So I'm a little on the weaker side right now, but I'm doing my best and uh, keeping the homeostasis of the house going, which is what it's all about. Just homeostasis. Anytime someone gets sad or has a need, you give them what they want and, you know, everyone's happy. So maintain and restore homeostasis as much as possible. And uh, it is an adventure. Okay. So last night, back to last night, uh, Athena and Amara, my daughters, they sleep in their own room, in their own beds. And my two-year-old, who's about to be three, has uh, nightmares every now and then. Bad dream. And she woke up, so then I go there and there, and I just sleep on the floor. And, you know, I'm, like, waking up. Actually, it was one of those nights where I sleep on the couch because, you know, uh, disclaimer, I feel bad saying this, but my wife snores sometimes. God bless her. She's one in a million but she snores sometimes, and not just that's that's really just a kind of a uh, kind of a joke. 
of it's really not the main reason the main reason you know i just got during this process of babies uh i just got used to sleeping on the floor or the couch some of the babies would be in the bed uh so you know and um small kids in the bed and i just i i like space i would rather have a hard surface and just have some space around me so I always slept on the floor or slept on the couch. Plus, I used to work nights, so I would get home late, and then I would just crash on the couch, and I just kind of got used to it. So now that the kids are in their own room, uh, I'm starting to sleep in my own bed now, and it's been kind of nice. Um, but I've just been I've been living a weird lifestyle for the past three years, just sleeping on the floor or the couch, consistently being woken up in the middle of the night, not getting good sleep. Um, you know, then working till 2 a.m. a lot of times. And, and then sometimes I switch up my schedule when there's no work and I, uh, you know, wake up at 4 30 in the morning and it's just, what am I, I'm trying to find the right fit for the life. But the thing is that my life keeps on evolving because kids, they're growing, they're getting bigger and it's a beautiful, amazing thing. But I'm, I'm here 12 hours a day taking care of my kids just in the, the trenches if you will. And, you know, things are changing, but it still takes me time to catch up and to process it emotionally. Like how, how, you know, that, how, why discipline is so, is so important of me, like lifting my weights and, and in getting the time to get those micro mental breaks. But it's, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm witnessing everything going on and, you know, they're changing, they're growing the thing, you know, but they're all still so small and, uh, you know, just little kids. And so, um, it's still a scary job. It's a scary job when it's with, when it's small kids, everything's scary. You know, I'm maybe there's parents that are braver than me or don't have as much fear as me, but, uh, I'm, I'm scared of everything. Uh, you know, and we're talking about little kids here, like babies, toddlers, and, you know, a five-year-old, all small, right? All vulnerable. It's just, you know, bumps and bruises and, and someone falling and tripping and it happens all the time. And it's just like, my heart just goes uh, 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 every time. And there's been, uh, you know, I try to underreact because I, I learned that underreacting sometimes helps uh, them stay calm and, and, and realize that most of the time, you know, when they fall or, or, or trip and it's, they're okay. Um, and then overreacting, you know, that always, if, and sometimes it happens, I just get scared and my overreactions are either really scared or, or, or I, you know, get kind of irritated. I'm like, what are you doing? You know? And that's one of the things about parenting too. Like sometimes we can be impatient as parents and, um, anytime I am, I'm frustrated. I also, I was, I slept on the floor last night and, uh, anyway, I just was a little cranky this morning and, uh, I was a little impatient with my daughter. She, I'm my two year old. I'm trying to teach her not to swallow the toothpaste when she's brushing her teeth. And she looked at me and then she just started playing, like moving her tongue around. And then she swallowed the toothpaste and I'm like, Oh, what did I tell you about that? You know? And it's like, part of it's just fear. Like, you know, just as a little kid, you know, chemicals and toothpaste, uh, just a little bit over paranoid, but it just, you know, and I'm just like, and then part of just me being a weak person in the moment and, uh, you know, trying to teach her something for the 50th time. And it's like, she's not, she knows, like, that's the thing. She knows she's a contrarian 
And I respect her for it because it's pretty impressive how like she'll just like start saying no. And I respect that. But it's like I, life, like, you know, I got a baby here. And, and, and so I'm trying to also keep her from getting stuck in middle child syndrome because I could see, you know, she has a lot of emotional needs. And as she should have, and she should have those addressed, whatever she needs. But sometimes, you know, babies come first, you know, babies needs and babies needs are much slower, like they're immediate, but they're also they take long, everything takes longer, you know, this, um, you know, whether it be feeding, sleeping, diapers, I mean, these things, uh, just holding, you know, making sure they don't fall, like everything takes longer, getting them in the car seat, you know, just changing their clothes. Um, babies, uh, are just, it's a different movement through life. Like it's, you're in like a different time zone or something. Um, and I think that as parents, we forget a lot of those micro long, many of the moments that just happen so much. And, um, you know, unless I'm sure parents remember a lot, other parents out there remember a lot of wonderful positive things and probably a few challenges but like especially because it goes so quick like these months you know next year it's gonna be a completely new set of challenges and it's like I can't just focus on every little challenge I have now because it's kind of irrelevant the relevancy is you know definitely things that I've learned and and experience I have but but it's a it's just a new set of challenges is going to come as well so I'm not going to be thinking about all, you know, this kind of poopy diaper that happened all the time or, you know, whatever day I had with the baby, you know, or five days in a row of teething, a teething baby, you know, or a couple of days in a row of a gassy baby or just an all day gassy baby. Uh, and, you know, the occasions that those things happen or, you know, um, anytime a baby cries for any type of reason, like the, the babies cry. So I am, you know, trying to be mindful of addressing my middle child or my two-year-old's feelings much more. And um, anyway, I lost my temper on her a little bit at, um, after, during, during the teeth brush. And I was like, you know, you're not supposed to do that, you know, loud voice. And I was just like, but then I talk, you know, it's the thing that I do with my kids. And I, I, I think it goes a long way uh, to, kind of just mitigate, you know, any hurt feelings and, and, you know, everybody can learn myself and, and my daughter is just like, I always, you know, if I get frustrated, I'm like, I'm sorry for getting frustrated. That's not okay. I should have said it this way. Um, and you know, the way she looks at me and with appreciation of having, it's basically having her feelings acknowledged, uh, is very powerful to give me like positive reinforcement, like that's the right thing to do. And of course, the, be the better thing to do is always be proactive and just be patient with your kids. But I mean, I don't care who you are. It's like, I, I just, I've never known a parent in my life that hasn't lost their temper with their kids once. Um, so it, it happens. And so what else did we do today? So we went to the zoo. I was something, you know, that's the cool thing about having a season pass to the zoo. It is a huge benefit. And I think that having, getting a season pass somewhere, if you're a stay-at-home parent, 
do that because wherever you go, you can, you know, it's once you buy it, you know, you're, you're not paying for it anymore. You've already made the investment. So you, you don't have to worry about, you know, that financial uh, expense on that the day you go. You've already invested in it. So that's covered. And then nine times out of 10, you're going to go somewhere where there's not many people there. Because if you're a stay-at-home parent, you can go on a weekday. And that is money. I'm talking money, folks. Think about it. Like, I've been to the zoo on the weekends, and it is chaotic. Okay? It's just not chaotic, but it's it's busy. And it's... And it's takes a long time to do stuff and you know it takes a long time to park takes a long time to get back in the car when you leave and get you out of there and go do something else and it's not very relaxing for the parents that go there they they have to do a lot to um you know give their kids a happy experience uh and a learning experience as well because the zoo is great for learning so going i mean i can't you know, to talk about this enough, like this is so important, uh, at least it's just for, for myself and for, you know, as a, um, a, a teacher of my kids and, and someone who wants to, you know, go on field trips and, um, take them to see, you know, unique things in the world. Uh, it's one, it's huge to be able to take them places during the weekdays. Like as far as that investment, like, there's not many people there. Parking's easy. And it just like we can go see all the animals, you know, learn about them. You know, today they fed the giraffes. Uh, we went on the carousel as well. And I obviously, you know, we can't, I can't do that every time because that cause that, those kind of extra things cost money, like the train ride, the carousel, the, the giraffes. And so there's a few things that cost money there. And there's a cyclone machine. For a few dollars so things can add up quick if, if i'm not careful because i'm i'm pretty weak if you know they always ask for stuff it's hard to say no but i have to say no sometimes and that's one of the things we you know as parents it's harder for especially for i think for dads it's harder i mean that might i don't want to be sexist in any way because because that's not good i just uh you know or gen or just generalize because generalizations are aren't really ever a good thing but but if I'm saying but uh just to kind of just shoot the breeze with the ideas like um you know I think traditionally maybe some dads are more vulnerable to with their daughters as far as when the daughters ask for something it's really hard to say no and for me uh maybe I would still have a hard time saying no if it was my if I had sons I don't know uh, but I have a hard time saying no, like when they want something, as long as it's safe and, um, you know, they're not whining. I think that's where I draw the line when they're, when it's whining. Uh, but I guess it's the context of what kind of whining too, because some whines it's like, you know, when it's like a, a, such an excited, like, please, you know, like if they want to go to the zoo or something and, or wherever. And I'm like, sure. And that, that's kind of what happened today. Like, I wasn't planning on going to the zoo, but that's the cool thing about it. Having a season pass, it's like, you know, there's there's days when we don't have gymnastics or Tinker Garden or our uh, group meetup scheduled or a play date scheduled. Um, you know, I kind of just go with the flow and decide. Like, sometimes it's about how I'm feeling. If I'm just super exhausted and it's like I got the baby, even though staying at home isn't always easier. 
But sometimes just that mental break from outside, you know, safety, we're thinking about worrying about things just in, you know, in the outdoor world of, of safety for my kids. And it's just to be inside in this kind of safe environment and um, kind of get a mental break from that aspect of it. Um, and then sometimes just physically I'm worn down, just, you know, maybe I didn't eat properly the day before, or just, you know, sometimes I, I stress out, I'll eat a bowl of Cheerios or a bowl of a different kind of cereal just at the wrong time of day. And sometimes at night and, you know, pizza every now and then I'll get inflammation. And that's, I think that's an important topic too, to cover, uh, health because that's, you know, kicking, I'm going to try to go keto. And so I made some ground beef and asparagus and packaged it in the fridge. And so I got some of those meals. So I'm going to try to, I did not eat okay today. A uh, couple of pieces of sprouted bread with honey and avocado and cinnamon on it and uh, sesame seeds and uh, some beef, which is ground beef and asparagus. And I did have some, a bowl of cereal, keto cereal. Uh, and of course I'm still eating carbs today and I did eat, uh, and I had some steak and, and zucchini. So I, I mean, okay. A little, probably too much on the meals. A couple, I think I had three apples, so I'm still eating a little hefty, maybe a little too hefty considering I didn't really, I just only did a couple sets today. I didn't even work out really. So, uh, anyways, um, so where was I? About 17 minutes now. Podcast number two. Anyway, so the zoo was great. They um, ended up being a really good time. You know, it's always one of those things where I'm because I have a my my seven month old on me, so I have to also be very delicate with I'm assessing her and her needs uh, because I'm trying to maintain the homeostasis. Whether she's hungry, a diaper, or she's just had enough in the stroller, or she needs to be put on me and. And just balancing all that, you know, it takes it it takes a lot. And um, so, just going off the vibe, I have to be flexible. So to everyone's needs. So that's that's the thing that's really key. Always to be flexible, depending on when someone's needs. And sometimes that's hard when you have a schedule and you're trying to do something. And I'll, and I'll give a good example of that at Tinker Garden on Tuesday. Uh, I was just I ran a little late. You know, I, I took the wrong direction to get there, and I was like, I mean. You know, I got there on time, uh, but it was, you know, they were about to start. So we kind of rushed to get there. So I didn't do the initial potty check. And then my daughter, my my two year old daughter came up to me during class and her she just didn't say anything and her pants were wet. And I was like, and I, I want that, you know, and that's my fault. Uh, but also the way we handled it was we you know I just went to go I had extra clothes in the car went to go change her and everything was all good and I but one thing that I'm very happy about in that situation was that I didn't shame her I didn't and I wouldn't do that anyway but you know my reaction was very calm very cool very collected and I think that helped her a lot and then as soon as we changed she got right back in there and went to go went to go play and she was in the mix you know with other kids participating in the activities and that was really cool. That was really cool. So I was really um, happy about that. Um, and I really appreciated that. So um, uh, excellent to see their her social skills starting to get to the next phase. She's about to be three. 
So it's um it's amazing. And and she's, you know, socializing with other kids more. Um now of course my expectations are still aren't the highest with her because I've noticed that two year olds and even three year olds, their socialization skills are still they're learning how to enunciate their words more. And I've learned that they it just takes time, you know, it takes time for them to just develop those social skills. Um, but they're, they're very, and cause you can tell at that age, they're not, it's not about being insecure. It's just, they're happy doing their own thing. And, you know, but then you can see these glimpses of the socialization and interacting with the group and you're like, well, wow, she's, she's doing it. And, um, so, but I don't, I don't have a standard for her. Uh, and neither are any of my kids. I mean, they go at their own pace, but just based off my, my five-year-old, uh, her social skills, which are just amazing. She, everything she does, everywhere she goes, she makes friends. I mean, she just made a friend at the zoo, uh, this earlier this week. And she just went up and she, even today, she was just talking to people who were looking at other, or just kids that were looking at other exhibits. And, um, you know, she, she just wants to go hang out with them and, 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 and play. And she does the same thing at Tinker Garden and, at our, our, at the just regular parks we go to and our homeschool group uh, that we go to. Um, she's made a lot of friends there and, um, you know, and I got some good play date friends uh, now, which is cool. So it's, it's cool. It's look, it's, I'm happy that the, the socialization is right where I couldn't ask for more. It's right where I want it to be. And that was one of my biggest concerns, just doing things the way that we, um, my wife and I chose to do them is that are, you know, cause, and that's the question that most people have. They're just like, how is their socialization? Which is an understandable question. Cause you think that, uh, we only know one way of doing things and that's public school, but, um, or private school, but, um, you know, homeschool is, and technically my daughter's not even at the age of homeschool yet. We're still preschool or kindergarten. Um, but, uh, so she doesn't have to, I don't think kindergarten, you could have, have to do till six. So it'd be like six years old. Some five-year-olds do. Um, but uh, just based off me observing her every day for, you know, all these years, uh, you know, and seeing it, that's been one of the biggest confirmations that, okay, we're on the right path. We're doing the right thing. Um, you know, and that's where the kind of the basis of this podcast is. Uh, which I wrote down just an, a basic idea that the kids are your bosses. The kids are my bosses. So um, you evaluate, they tell you, you know, they give you the, you know, you have the ability to assess, you know, your goals where it's like reading, writing, math, social skills, happiness, you know, uh, everything. And you, you as the parent, especially a, a stay-at-home parent, you're just by math, math, you know, math sake, you're there much more and you are, therefore you have a better understanding to make assessments on what's working, what's not working. Um, and, and kind of keep track of their development in all these areas, all the goals that, you know, you have set for them. Um, and the goals that they're setting for themselves, because they're, you know, once they get older, too, they're starting to learn what they like. And my five-year-old, you know, she loves gymnastics, she loves Tinker Gardens, things that she wants to do now. 
She loves going to the train museum, which we did that earlier this week as well. She loves going to the zoo. And those are things that she, you know, gets to decide. And they that's what's cool is like when you get to a place where you're like, what do you want to do today? I want to go to the zoo. Well, let's go to the zoo. Like just to have these amazing options. Okay, we're going to learn at home today. So what do you want to learn to do? I want to learn how to... I want to learn how to read and I want to learn how to, I want to do some tracing. Okay, let's do that. And then it's like, it's going to kick up to, you know, to, to science and astronomy and uh, geometry and uh, geography and, you know, all these amazing things, chemistry and, and uh, it's, it's an evolving process. And that's the thing. It's like everything is evolving. So sometimes it's really hard to keep up with, but I think that, um, you know, the thing that really helps me is is mitigating stress on a micro level. Like I talked about on the first, you know, video a little bit is, you know, I have my man cave. I, um, so exercise is in there. Just sometimes just watching some, some silly videos, you know, when I'm trying to decompress at the end of the day. Uh, so it's like these small things really uh, help mitigate the, and that's, I guess that's any person. I mean, some, and some people, you know, construction worker who's worked their, their butt off all day, you know, comes home and he'll have a beer and that, you know, or two beers and that that's mitigating stress for him. And me personally, I, at the end of the day, I, I smoke a joint and, um, uh, you know, watch some videos, you know, starting to do this podcast. I need to, my exercise, I've, that has been a big part though. The last couple of weeks, I've been slacking a little bit, so that's why I'm not. I'm just putting the disclaimer. I'm I'm got I'm a work in progress in in this moment. I think that's one thing to recognize that like as as parents and even parents of new kids and you know all the things that we're trying to do for our kids, like we are a work in progress. Uh, we have flaws. We are learning. We um, and we're doing the best we can. And as long as your kids are safe and happy and they meet that criteria, you're on the right path. All right. And they will tell you they are the bosses. They will tell you if they are happy and they will tell you if they are not happy. That is just as simple as that. And when you see something, you know, you, you have to be, you know, it's like it's you got to be disciplined to give them that attention that they want. Like sometimes there's attention seeking behavior and you know it when you see it. It's the tantrums and for no reason. Uh, and you know it's no reason, but it's something to them. So it's it's, it's really just, you know, and that's one thing. It's easy not to take it personal a lot of times because you're just like, you know where this is coming from. This is coming from a place of like, I'm, I want attention right now. Give me attention. And that's any two-year-old who wants attention deserves attention. So that's just fair. And then, but just as far as teaching them how to deal with their emotions and how to communicate and, you know, that's, that's huge. So, and, and one thing that I will say is that being, having some camaraderie and, and support goes a long way. This is a, not a, a, a standard lifestyle. It's very different, very, pe- I, I think not many people I know can relate. Uh, my friends can't relate. My family can't relate. You know, they have some, you know, they everybody, you know, stayed home with their kids at one point, but they they all do daycare and this and that. And that's fine. I'm not a hater. I don't think those things are bad. I'm just doing something different. There's more than one way to get to 
you know, the same, the same, uh, the same place. So the end destination. So it's just a different path. And I, I want to make that clear because I don't, it's all the hate going on in the world. People finding minute, small things to be offended and mad at. And um, no one wants to have, it just doesn't seem like people want to have real long, drawn out, authentic conversations. But that's the way you can figure out, figure things out about people. Have a very long conversation with someone. You cannot bullshit for hours and hours and hours. So you're going to slip up if you're lying. So, um, you know, I really try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, but the focus is on, you know, because that, and that's one thing <laughs> my brain's starting to go to right now. Like, you're, you know, stay at home parent, as a stay at home dad, you know, with really no support. And that's by choice. And maybe that's, maybe that's not a good thing. But I also don't think it's a bad thing because, like I said, my kids are the bosses. So they are telling me if I'm doing a good job, if I'm not doing a good job. And their happiness every single day is on so much point. Like, I mean, just so happy every single day that anytime I just don't have the energy or get frustrated, I'm just like, I feel like such a let down loser. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I just I am so weak right now. And I think those that's one of the hard consequences of, of this lifestyle is those things like, you know, just by math, math wise, you know, me being the one giving them instructions and teaching them and and talking to them and guiding them through life and managing their behaviors and, uh, you know, all that comes with that. Like there's going to be times where I don't look like Captain America. You know, I'm just like. Uh, I look weak, just getting frustrated. And that's, you know, not okay. And it's also, but it's a part comes with the territory. It comes, you know, and that's any parent ha- has that territory sometimes. And doesn't address an issue like perfectly calm, like, so Jimmy, you broke that glass right there. And that wasn't a good idea. No, sometimes, or you spilled that f- crumb on the floor for the 50th time in a row, or not even a crumb, you've spilt the bowl of, of oats all over the floor for the 50th time in a row. Now that's something that happens, but it's like, you know, it's sometimes parents are like, I just gave you the third spoon, stop dropping spoons. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't make you a terrible parent. It's okay. Uh, but also, uh, you know, we can all get better as parents because we, I know anybody who ever listens to this, if, if anybody does, I'm just talking to the ether. Everybody has had an issue with their parent at one point or the other. I mean, I think our really high percentage of people, I think that's a fair statement. I mean, let's be real here. Who, what grown adult right now has not had some issues? Maybe they are their parent, best friends with their parents, but like, even that you got to have some issue like why you know why are you so close with your parents like you know like not that being very close to parents is bad but like you know you know even on a on in a good way sometimes you can fall in someone's in someone's shadow but that also could come with a lot of pressure you know you follow in your father or mother's footsteps and you know you do great things and that's awesome but there also could be a pressure that comes with that and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying there, I, I don't know. I just think that everybody has some issue with their parents. It's like it just, or at least like I said, a very high percentage of people. So um, letting the kids dictate, 
you know, things is really important. Of course, within boundaries, with rules, safety is always number one. And but they, you know, just give them options. And, you know, it's like a worry there. But I mean, of course, it's like they have to learn. But it's like to just give some choice, like, what do you want to learn today? You want to do some reading? Do you want to do some math? Do you want to do some writing? And so that's what's going to go down tomorrow is we're going to have a learning at home day. And that's a really important one because we I have been driving these kids everywhere. And the thing about that is it just feels like it takes such a big portion of the day sometimes. I feel like there's less time for learning. Even though we learn at the zoo, we learn at Tinker Garden, we learn at the group meetup, the park, you know, and the train museum and the other places we go. And I think even the park is a good example of learning because you're, you're learning social skills. It's a very important thing to, to know how to do and how to communicate with people and how to and, and, and those every single one of those park meetups and not as they're not always perfect. Um, but it's all learning. Even the imperfections are learning. That is all a part of learning. So that's that's great. And but but a question I I. I asked myself is when do you draw the line when it comes to just because it's like, you know, I always let my kids just play a lot and do what they want with their toys or if they want to color and they just tell me what they want to do and I'll go provide the opportunity for whatever it is that they want to do and how, and how they express themselves. And this is a big one, how they express themselves. I let them express themselves the way they want. I, I don't try to silence them or tell, you know, act like this is a library. I let them yell and scream. And, and now I'm starting to be like, should I draw the line on that? Because they've been screaming all the time for years. And they just have, like, screaming contests. Like, you know, who can scream the loudest now? And it's getting, now it's like, it used to be just every now and then. And now it's just getting, like, it's become a fun game. And, my wife, you know, my wife and I are, like, tired and, you know, just ex- <laughs> exhausted Tired means the same thing, but whatever. It's like, it's not just, it's tired just doesn't seem enough to describe it. And so sometimes we're like, enough with the screaming, stop. Like, no more, like, not the time. And it's like, but we kind of did that to ourselves on that one. Just, but like, we want to let them express themselves. And sometimes it's okay, but like, there's, I guess sometimes it's not okay. So it's, it's okay that we did it, that we let them do that sometimes. But then sometimes just like enough, like no screaming. And that's okay. It's okay to draw the line at some point. Like sometimes it's okay as a parent to just be like, no, like you're not doing this right now. Like I'm, so, I'm not going to explain it to you. Like, but explaining things is always a good thing. You know, nine times out of 10, it's always a good thing. And, uh, but sometimes it's okay just to be like enough and you know you can't nerf the world for your kids and make everything perfect and every th- sentence that comes out of your mouth is like talk you know talking so like perfectly and explaining why everything uh, it's just there's not enough time in the day so there's, there's sometimes it's just like we're not doing that right now to the next and but uh, many times a lot of times the majority of the time i explain myself to my kids I tell them why we do what we do or if they ask questions I answer them even on the most minute level of like what is paint where does paint come from and then you get like 10 follow-up questions and you're like paint I don't know uh maybe let's look it up oh it's this factory oh it's paint and then it's like why is it there why do they do with it well why you know I'm like it's like we're just talking about paint and then something about a rock where do rocks come from rocks come from the earth oh why 
Um, well, because that's how the earth was formed like this. Uh, why? It's like, you know, the whys and the whys. And it could be five or six whys in a row. And, so, you know, I try to be patient for those and, and answer those questions as best I can. And sometimes that's challenging depending on what's going on. The cocktail of, you know, variables that can be thrown at you in any certain point in any certain day. Because there are a lot of variables and they change consistently day to day, week to week, month to month. But keep evaluating your kids because they will tell you if you're on the right path. That will always be the, one of the best ways to assess because if a, you're a stay-at-home parent, nobody spends more time with your kids than you do. Therefore, you know if what you're doing is working or if it's not. And if it's not, it's okay to make changes. And if it is, stay on the path. Well, the path is always going to be the path. It's just happiness and safety for your kids. Anyway, 36 minutes going on 37. I think that's a decent number two podcast. And I've exhausted my thoughts for the night. And it's 11.40 p.m. And uh, I think I'm going to bed. And hopefully I'll get up at 6 a.m. and get a maybe a little bit of a bike ride and just a couple of sets on the bench, just warm up a little bit, get my head going before breakfast for the kids. All right. Daddy D daycare, stay at home dad. I'm not sure which one stay at home dad podcast, the intensity of the lifestyle. Oh my gosh. It's pretty intense, but the best lifestyle ever, but intense.